Here tapping in with KWJT Puget Sound from Space. I'm over here with Corey. You're tapping in with Tavares and sliding with Solana. Y'all already know what's going on, KWJT. Um, first and foremost, you feel me? Team member Solana's not here. Uh, we miss you dearly already. Oh, um, and then here's a whole lot of love. Uh, we appreciate the Groovy Gang for showing out for last week's episode. That was a legendary moment for us. So go check out that Harry Clean episode if you haven't already. Um, also, always shout out to Tranquil Forest. We truly appreciate you guys. Come on. Thank you for always killing it for us and being undefeated on the podcast. Tranquil Forest is undefeated. And without a further ado this week, let me introduce our guest. We got Miss Casey Carter up in the motherfucking building. Hey. Welcome, welcome. That's good, guys. Yes, <laughs> pussy is power. <laughs> Shout out B. Hayes. Come on. Uh, you know, uh, it gets cold out here. Pop up. Last day, actually, today. So by the time you see this. Uh, you should have went there. You should have went. Should have so. been there. Uh, yes. Welcome to the show. Thank Casey, you we really appreciate you for pulling up. How are you doing today? Oh, you know, fresh off the vid. The Rona. <laughs> it got me finally, but I'm feeling good. Happy mm-hmm. to be here. Very honored to be here with you guys. So thank you guys for having me. Oh, so are we. I think it's, uh, it's, it's already. It's like hella mutual. Yeah. It, it's it is such an honor to have you on the other side uh, of the room like you know it goes without saying to be in this like field or you know to even like be active in the media um we definitely have to give our flowers to one of the media queens out here so uh no for real no yeah um if i could uh speak no, i'm gonna let you th- run brother speak speak a little freely from uh the first time i came across your work um you did a lot of like the 93.3 cube stuff um, and local artists were uh, putting in music uh, at the time. And, you know, I thought that was very powerful because I have a long standing uh, hardship with uh, the radio stations out here in Washington. Um, and I just thought it was powerful and, and cool as fuck that you were uh, doing the things that you were doing. Um, I heard uh, one of my friends, Monster 206, uh, on the radio and uh for me being a polynesian man and like him being one of my uh main influences and getting into music you know thank you uh for uh extending your platform to the locals of washington and i was able to like hear someone i grew up with on the radio so you know uh i think that like definitely helped me uh get comfortable with the groovy tapes and this idea of being able to sit with my best friends a uh, weekend, uh, weekend, week out, uh, and connect with other people because I seen someone like you uh, do the same thing. So a little hand. Clap. No, I was, I was just that was beautiful. I no. was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I just have to let that uh, be known because uh, sometimes us creators we go through our careers and what we're doing, and you know sometimes we don't hear those things, and and I feel like people either at home like they want to say those things but they don't have like i wouldn't say a power within them but like you know they just aren't used to the idea of sharing their thoughts with people who influence them so yeah no i never that is one thing i'll never do is never miss the opportunity to give Mm -hmm. somebody their flowers even if they're just like in the beginning or if like they're super far like you gotta show love because you you being a creative you know how it feels like am i doing this right like what am i doing so it's always great to like reassure somebody else like you doing that shit you doing good so thank you i appreciate that oh of course oh hell yeah um so i i want to start with uh the beginning because like when i was doing uh research for harry I, it was like doing research for you. So I, I, was, know, getting, I was listening to Harry. <laughs> I was like, this is a lot of stuff. Like this is we're so parallel. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to know how you got inspired to start making content. Cause you uh, were part of that first age of like YouTube, not even existing, but still uh, making content and making it with uh, the homies. So what was it like in the beginning for you to get into like developing like community ideas and community creative things like that? Well, 
it kind of started, I used to go out all the time. Like I was the party girl. I was like at the club Thursday through Sunday. Everybody knew to hit me up. And, um, and I was also really into like celebrity gossip. So I had these like little blogs before blogs were like the big mm. thing. Yeah. And I was just putting on like, I would go to clubs, take hella pictures, put them on my blog. And then I just had all this content that I was developing, but it wasn't focused on the community yet. Yeah. And it was a homie from high school. Um, his name's Jugga Hill. He like he started seeing what I was doing. Yeah. So he took me to a local music show. And prior to that, I thought local music in Seattle was just like low key corny. Like <laughs> I'm from the South End. There's a lot of like people who wanted to pretend they were from the Bay, and like mm. it was just corny. Yeah. But then when I went to that show, I was like, Yo, this is fucking like this is dope. Like it was a different side. So it was literally at that moment at the Nectar Lounge when I went to that show where there was probably like 40 people where I was like oh, I'm going to do everything I can to help support the community here. Mm. And I think it was also, too, I was doing something. Like, yeah. I was becoming, like, a creative myself where I was like, I need this, we need this, we yeah. all need this. So it was from that moment right there where I was like, okay, let's get into it. And I just started connecting with all the people who would be out all the time. That's when, like everybody from the music scene would like be out at the bar or at yeah. the club where there was shows all the time. So I was able to connect with so many people and, um, it was just like, this is my mission. I'm going to help everybody. Uh, that, that was like, a from what I've been able to gather, just like interviewing people, it's like, that was like a real, uh, Washington music renaissance. And like, uh, you guys were really like paving the way to like, I, I think the whole like Washington industry today was like, uh, you guys showed us, like, how to have fun and, like, how to just, like, be local and, like, go out and, like, build that community. Um, do you remember who you saw that, that that first show was? Like, who, like, you saw was like, ooh, I got to I gotta come back and, like, foster this relationship and build this out more? The person, I forgot who the headliner was, but I know Brainstorm from Dime Def. Yeah. He was, like, one of the acts. Um, but I, I forgot. But shout out to Jigga Hill. I always got to shout him out. He's a rapper out here. I don't know if he's doing music anymore, but good friend from high school. And I, you know, I credit him in, um, like, introducing me yeah. to everything like that. Uh, where you, was the was the blog started? Uh, was it Miss? It was as it always been MissCaseyCarter.com? It was like a blog spot at first. Mm. It literally was just a blog spot. And I forget who it was. I think it was like 84 Fly. Like me and him got super close. Yeah. And he was like, you need a website. Like he was the one who was like pushing me. Like you needed to get these interviews. Like it was kind of like when I met him, he was like motivating me to like do these like you know move from the blog spot and yeah. then it did event yeah it was misscaseycarter.com always oh that's that that's really dope because i was uh i was when doing research i was like uh i went really far back to what you were doing you were hosting like, like a giveaway um it was like a bunch of artists it was uh i want to say it was a lot of more gang at the time and then um uh I, f I forget the other artists that you named but you were you were like we're doing a giveaway on misscaseycarter.com and like if you want like if it was like if you want to get tickets go to throwbacks go to um uh i'm blanking on the other stores uh there was a couple other stores that you named but what what was that time to be able to like host all these different like like basically scavenger hunts to like get tickets and community involvement and just kind of orchestrate uh the community behind you and behind like uh a, a central vision i think that might have been like our anniversary party mm, yes. that sounds about right because i think we gave away like 206 free tickets to oh, the that's party. fire yeah i was like we're doing this for the community yeah. so it was like 206 you know um but i mean back then i was just so young and so hungry and just like it was all of, like that's everything I lived and breathed was like building community, getting yeah. like more eyes on these people, like bringing everybody together. Like, I, I don't know if it's so, I mean, yeah, I see it. So like a lot of people say it now, like people think there's like community, like uh, clicks and like yeah. people think there's all this stuff, but it's like, really there's not. And like, you just got to remove that from your mindset. And that's what I was always trying to do is just like, 
you know, like how mean girls are, yeah. like how like they just like try to be all rude and like this is our clique here and like fuck you or whatever. Like yeah. I hate that. I hate that. That's so ugly to me. And like I know that a lot of people think that like that's how the music industry in Seattle or wherever you are is. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's really not like that. You're just making that shit up and you're putting out the vibes that are making it hella weird. Exactly. And it was like everything I ever did, like with sending people to other stores and like just throwing shows with like stacked artists and things like that. It's yeah. just like, let's just bring everybody together. Let's not all be weird. Let's <laughs> be about the fucking community that yeah. we are about. Let's like, let's stop down talking what we're trying to bring up. Yeah. So I think that's really important too. Cause, uh, it's really hard. Uh, I feel like when I finally got introduced to the music industry and I did have, like, small feelings of, like, ooh, like, it is kind of like that where people are clicking up. But the day I, like, took took that away from my, like, belief, like, that's when, like, doors started opening up. And um, I could really, like, attest to that and, like, really back that up because uh, it was such a weird feeling of mine. Like, ooh, um, these people are doing it there in that, that section. These people over here are doing it over there, like, what's going on? Like, why am I not connecting uh, with them? And then the day I was like, Oh, they're not clicking up. I actually got to meet them in the space and like got to speak with them and like, Oh, this is totally different from what I uh, thought and believed. And which is uh, very interesting because I, I think that's like how our whole mass thinks like out here in the Pacific North Northwest. We're so like, Oh, it can't happen. So why should I even try when um, you're already cutting yourself short there and having that thought? And uh, the day you're like, I'm actually comfortable in this space and like I want to like be a creator. I want to be creative. um, That's when it's like an overabundance of like support and like love that like you get. I I experienced it firsthand with the groovy tapes. Um, also being an artist, uh, I experienced that as being a musician. So, you know, a lot of people, if you're listening, listening at home and like you're hearing, uh, what we're talking about, you know, it takes a lot for you, uh, for, for you to like have that like sense of selflessness, um, and, you know, take that out, out of your thoughts, you know, uh, the creative scene out here is huge. We've been talking about this for the past year now. Like, you know, if if you're getting to this episode, um, you should know by now that, like, Seattle, you can throw a bat in the crowd and you can hit about 15 people. That's creative. So. I know. <laughs> exactly. So. You'll find your people. I think what it is is everyone's always just trying to get with, like, what's the most popping. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's hella not genuine a lot of the times. People are, like, Sometimes people just come at you weird and you'd be like, hold on, like, that's a bad experience. (laughs) Like, there's just so many little factors. But when you just remove that mindset of, like, thinking people are not trying to fuck with you, you fuck with yourself, you find the right people, you don't be afraid of what other people are going to think, you'll be okay. Yeah. And I, especially in this space, uh, like, I was, um, I was talking to, uh, I've, I've talked to a couple homies about this, but I was talking to a homie that was like, uh, every year we'll see like a new group of artists hit a new milestone. Like um, w- between what Highway, Louis, um, uh, Two uh, Paid, like just just those three artists alone, we've seen them hit like new heights in their careers and um, take it to a, like another level and like launch the platform in the city in a like a in a bigger light. So I think Washington will continue to see it year after year and like it'll be a new group of like five ten fifteen people until like there's that feeling in the city that we've hit that stride I think personally that we've hit that stride just because I'm like there's so many platforms there's so many places that you can actually rely on and like foster that community and like really like build out um a concept and idea and like it get millions of views and things like that I was um I like uh I saw your cut um um you got you on the cut recently and I was like it's really cool to like see a lot of like local people on something that has like 10 million subscribers and like does millions and millions of views and like most people see it and it's like that's not Washington and then it's just like that's hella that's Washington all us. yeah it's like that's <laughs> Everybody all on cut is really us. <laughs> so it's like cut. it's like it's one of those dope experiences that like the world gets to like kind of come into like our little world and like here 
certain like Washington stories because anytime I see it, I'm like, yeah, they're from like some part of like the city and like they're giving a very like authentic Washington vibe, even though like everyone they're here for like a specific reason. Mm-hmm. And like even when uh, you were on and it was like, is your partner black? And I was like, I was like, I instantly like pointed out, I was like, that part, like they date someone black, they date so like it was very easy to be like, if I was in Washington, who would I see this person with? And it was like, it was very cool to see like that just engagement on there and just like very, it it gives me very like, uh, like we are very diverse in our creativity mm-hmm. and I wish more people from here would realize like we do numbers in all sorts of ways and all sorts of part of the the nation that like people don't even realize like you're from Washington yeah, and things like that. Oh yeah, we're a true melt. I mean, we always been a melting pot in the South end and then- now it's like I mean it's a little more white, but oh, so much still more. there's we're there's still a lot of us here. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think the erasure of uh, POC uh, stories and and just lives uh, in the Pacific Northwest definitely need to stop. Um, great word. You know, uh, like we we experience it first at hand when when you go out somewhere somewhere in the United States and someone's like, "Where are you from?" I was like, "I'm from Washington." They're like, D.C.? <laughs> no. Uh, Seattle, Washington. And they're like, oh, Seattle, the Seahawks. And it's like, yeah, but there's definitely a lot more to uh, Seattle than, you know, um, a lot of people like to let off. So, uh, you know, I used to hate that. But honestly, I low-key like that. Like, yeah, you don't know shit about us. We <laughs> up here popping it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, just Starbucks and rain and all that. But, like, it's lit up here, so... Then they finally come and they're like, oh, okay. I want to live cool. here. Yeah. I, I always I always tell, um, up until like five, I want to say like five, six years ago, Washington was like, I, I always used to travel and be like, they were like, what's it like living there? It like rains all the time. People are hella depressed. I'm like, yeah, for like six months. And then six months of the year is the most beautiful place in the world. Mm-hmm. And like, they're like, what? It's like, no, I was like, yeah, it's it's still the West Coast. Like we do get sunshine. We just don't like no one reports on the sunshine because, like, why would you? We're all kicking it outside. So, like, we always, like, go places and go, like, oh, no, it rains. Like, oh, it's really bad there. Like, we we perpetuate it to, like, keep people away from it. And then, like, the tech started booming and, like, everyone just, like, found a job here. So it's definitely got a lot bigger. But I always, I always like to say, like, Washington, Washingtonians are always just like, no, like, don't move there or you do just move to the east side because, like, we don't go over there. So mm-hmm. it's, like, it's okay. Yeah, uh, go to Pullman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forks. We yes. good over here. <laughs> I wanted to uh ask you, uh, with the the development of media, was it uh easy or hard for you to adapt to? Um, it was easy. I mean, I've just always been like a figure it out kind of person. Mm-hmm. Like when I found out what blogs were, I was like, Okay, let's do this and then moved it to the website. And then when it came to interviews, thank God I had Harry over here. Just <laughs> I mean, before I used to go out with my little flip cam, like mm. I don't even know if you guys know what those are. No, I know. Those it's flip like, cam, the little tiny yeah. camera with a little button. Like I used to be Quite out there with one. that. Um, and then Harry did a lot of my interviews and then I ended up finally getting my own camera and just, I've always been the person who's going to like, I'm going to figure this out myself. And then when it came to podcasts, like when I was on radio, like they, I love cute, but they didn't teach me shit. So (laughs) I had to like teach myself all this stuff. Um, I mean, thank God. And then there's always like YouTube university and like, you can figure it out. If you really want to learn something, do it. I'm always a person who likes to learn so that I know like, if the person who's doing this for me is doing a good job and then like maybe they just do it a certain way and then I learned something while doing the process and I can be like, okay, try this. Yeah. So do it yourself, guys. I'm giving that a Because <laughs> if you didn't hear, uh, Casey started on one of these little tiny, they're, they're expensive now because the resurgence of them, but like. Oh my God, I have one. I mean, I still have it. <laughs> oh, that's dope. I know. I need to plug it into the computer and see if it still works. It, it probably will. And then uh, then you can just I'm auction it off on eBay. No, because yeah. like. No, I'm saying the stuff on the camera. Oh, <laughs> <it's> hella embarrassing. <laughs> I'd be cringing. It's, it's, uh, such a, uh, a raw, like, uncut version of our our town that we love. You know, before, before we had access to media. And I, the reason why I asked that question is because 
there's there's an era of which our locals talk about uh, that you can only talk about. You don't have any records of. You know, there is that, like, legendary video of the old CD that I, I always go back to, and I'm like, like, every person you've seen on the block was black. You know, that's true Africa town. Like, um, and, like, having those moments, you know, having those stories, I think it's impo- it's always important to me, like, uh, for 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 us to tell them and like for other people to feel it like how it was out here as you said you know melting pot south end nine eight one one eight was one of the most diverse zip codes well up until like twenty fifteen I would say twenty sixteen yeah gentrification is a bitch it's been it's been a uphill battle that like many major cities uh, have to deal with uh, and I find it interesting that like you know that we're kind of like a exception to that rule to the outside eyes looking in. They're like, Oh, Seattle's so great. Like it can't be happening like that. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? Like, uh, our whole Rainier Valley, we always talk about this. A lot of our episodes really... Nah, come on. We haven't brought it up in a while. It yeah, hasn't we, been, we, we haven't gone on a fuck <laughs> gentrification right in a while. So, like, I'm, uh, I'm glad we set it off and, like, ended the year kind of on that tone. It's just, uh, it's really interesting to see because uh, we have, you know, I call them the Seattle elite. Like, they're the ones who, who, who kind of run our, our, our city, our major city, um, and, like, how things, like, flow around here. And then we have, like, the real Seattle, like right up under it, that are the families and generations that built this city um, for what it is to be today. Um, And it's important for us to get those stories out. And, you know, I definitely took into consideration like what you've done in the past and like your work, like that is, is so important to have like our people and on that camera um, and representing like the kids at home who, you know, don't have anyone to, to uh, look up to because they're they're a Pacific Northwest kid whose family immigrated here um, and has been living here for the past like 30 or so years. Uh, that's a blanking statement, but like, you know, I resonate with that and like that's that's me too. So I know there's a lot more kids and families out there that believe uh, the same way. Uh, you know, all in all, I kind of forgot what I was talking about. Uh, uh, we can go back to the... the, the the fuck gentrification, but I think uh, what I was trying to get across was that your your work is very important. Um, yeah. A lot of what you've done is like, like we try to emulate here at the Groovy Tapes. Uh, like I can't express that enough. Like there's, you didn't have to do what you did. Um, you know the fact that you took uh, a liking to writing and uh, that you you went to that first show that got you into uh, media, like, you know, we kind of, I think we, we put ourselves in a bubble, like the media bubble. We put Mm -hmm. ourselves in that kind of weird bubble. I I, I don't really talk about it much, but it's like, we kind of have live, we kind of have, we have to live a dual life. Um, There's our life of the media and like, you know, getting the story out. And then there's actual, our actual life that we have to live. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard. Um, excuse me it's really hard to deal with both of them um uh because all, all you'll go out into the public and they're like oh the, the, that's the groovy tapes oh that's miss casey carter and um you know be, having the platforms you get a lot of like a 50 50 you get people who are like how can i use you mm-hmm. uh to help myself uh and then you have the other 50 percent that are like how can i help you yeah to help the rest of us um and you definitely follow, uh, you fall under that, like, half of 50% that's like, I want to help everyone else. Yeah. Uh, and uh, can I get a hand clap for this? <laughs> I was. Well, uh, Harry said it on the last episode where it was like, nobody was trying to help us. Like, you know, like, the there was, like, I think we came in in the middle where it's like, there's all these younger cats now. And then there was the OGs of the Seattle hip hop scene. And, you know, nothing but love to everybody. But nobody was like. I like what you're doing. Let me help you out. And it was like, we were just trying to figure things out. So once I finally got into somewhat a position to be able to help people, I was like, fuck that. I'm about to help everyone. Like either you're going to take it and you're going to blow up or you're not, but I don't want you to ever be like, Casey didn't look out for me. You know, like I'm, I know what it feels like to not be looked out for. So do you, um, do you, 
I want to. Uh, I'm not even ask. I'm going to give you guys the credit. I want to give you guys the credit for ushering in us. Uh, essentially, like any anyone I listen to today, um, you guys have like the. I want to say you're from the generation that has literally helped open countless and countless doors and first gen. Because uh, like I like I I can't count the. I want to say like the sir mix a lot generation because I like I can't I can't touch them. I haven't seen them out. I haven't really experienced their energy in the space, but I countlessly see you out somewhere. I countlessly run into like Jarv and Gab and like uh, can't like even uh, Cam. We were bowling before we interviewed. Like just just moments like that where like even even running into Harry constantly. Like seeing you guys makes you guys real to us, and I just like I I I think it's really dope. And I, I know we've been, like, uh, we haven't asked a question in a while. And it's really just been, like, celebrating you. But, like, I I don't know. It's, like, media is so tricky to do. And it's such a tough balance to do. And as Tavares has said, you literally gave us a blueprint to, like, continue it and, like, lead by, like, the example that you showed. So I really want to thank you thank on you. camera because it's just, like, you like there's like I, I can go back and watch Glow Up podcasts or you on Cube or you and Harry interviewing people and get like a feel for like, all right, how do I approach this? How do I like all right, what's a good question? What's not a good question? How do I stop someone from being awkward even if they don't know how to like be extroverted? Like as soon as the camera goes on, like how to like how do I turn it on and like make sure that person can like reciprocate the energy and I'm like a lot of it comes from, like, the blueprint that you guys gave us. And, like, I hope there are people out there uh, thanking you constantly. And if they aren't, we want to publicly thank you. Thank you. No, people show love. I really do appreciate it. I've be, I've just been doing this. And, like, I've been trying to think back to, like, all I've done. And I don't be remembering because you just, <laughs> you know, you just move. And you do yeah. so much that yeah. it's hard to, like, keep keep account of it. Like, and you're always just trying to keep up with what you did too yeah. as a creative. That's like the fucked up part. But you know, this pandemic just happened and it's like, well, it's still happening. And it's like, I've had the time to like really appreciate what I've been able to do. And like, I, you know, it's great when other people tell you, but it's like, you know, you never, you, we always beat ourselves up. Yeah. So when you finally like take some time to really appreciate and like feel yourself, it's like, it feels really good. I used to feel myself so much. I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday. So like when I started Miss Casey Carter and like I was out here kicking it, just doing the most, I was feeling myself. Like I had a huge fucking ego and I was like, do you know who the fuck I am? Like I just was fucking bad out here and I had a real humbling moment. And that moment, like, took me all the way down to where, like, I was like, bitch, you're not shit. Like, you need to, you're you're just out here pretending you're filthy. And it's just been hard to, like, balance the, like, okay, appreciate what you do, but also don't fucking feel yourself too much. Yeah. It, it's so hard. It, <laughs> I, uh, I run into the, I, I guess I would run into the same problem. Like, uh, I talk a lot of shit on, like, uh, like, Twitter and Instagram about just, like, being in the rooms and things like that. But I'm also, like this duality of like maintaining this, like whatever this is, like whatever this like local being out and recognized, like whatever this balancing act is, it's very hard not to be like, we've earned this, but also we haven't earned anything. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's hard. It's, Trust it's, me, but don't go as far as I went. <laughs> Cause I was, it was bad. I was just like, I think back to like how I was like replying to people. They'd be like, you want to come to the show? I'd be like, you need me at this show. <laughs> like I fucking said that shit to somebody like that's so ugly. But then also too, it's like you need to, there needs to be some sense of like feeling yourself. Yeah. Like where you are. In I the mean world. like, cause you know, like when you think about like when you're like, okay, you did that shit, like that motivates you even more. But if you're constantly being like, okay, you kind of deserve that, but not really. You're just, yeah. you're going to be inching your way to success. So yeah. find that balance y'all don't take as long as I did to find it. <laughs> so I wanted to um, ask about um, gradually rising in the, the media game and like, what what was that what was that feeling like when you went from uh you and Harry running around interviewing to actually getting the job at Cube like what was that like timing like in long life long road <laughs> super long road i mean doing all that stuff just independently and then like throwing shows and continuously doing interviews and then starting the glow up podcast and then 
And then finally landing the job at Cube, that was like so surreal because I grew up on Cube. Like I said I wanted to be a nighttime player. Like I used to have my $93, like you remember the serial numbers you on the 93 yeah. on the dollar bills? We used, like, I loved Cube. I won free gas for a year from Cube. Like <laughs> I was on Cube, you know? Like that was how we listened to music. Yeah. Music's always been a big part of my life before like downloading music and shit. So um, when I finally got connected with them and just like without an internship, without anything, with just like they're revamping Cube, the program director hits me up and is like, I heard about you. What's good? And I'm just like, is this real life right now? Like, what's going on? I'm still working um, a full-time job at a tech company. I'm just like, but I, I'm like, is this real? I don't know. And finally getting that, it was just, it was an incredible feeling. And then for them to give me that slot of um, hosting the local music show on Sunday nights, which was from... Um, DJ um DJ Hyphen and Jay Moore rest in peace. They were the ones like for us, that was like everything. You know, every Sunday night, Sunday night sound sessions. Like I had announcements. I would go up there. If you're an artist, you go up there, you premiere your music. But they also like fucked with like J. Cole and all like I I think they were like one of the first radio stations to ever play J. Cole's music way back then. So oh, incredible. Like, to to go into that slot, it was just like, do I deserve this? Like, this is so crazy. Um, but it was such a great experience. Like, I'm I'm forever grateful. And, like, even though I don't work with them anymore, like, I love the people over at Cube. Like, shout out to them. And, you know, I wish things were a lot different here in Seattle. Yeah. Because clearly we weren't able to survive, you know. And, yeah. like, if we were in different cities, the they celebrate hip hop a little more and it is just what it is. Like I had to be very real with myself. Like no one's listening to the radio. And when we were, we were listening on that Sunday night. Yeah. But other than that, it's like, they don't really have any, like they're not surviving. Yeah. Great, you know? So it sucks, but what a great time. What a great time. No, that was an, uh, uh, that was a, that was an amazing time to just like stay up, like be on a late night drive in like high school on like a like a Sunday night, like on my way home, and just like hear hear your voice and hear you come on the radio and just be like, "Holy shit! Like this is I know this song. Like I'm listening. Like I'm listening to the radio and I know this song. So it's like it, it's like a really cool experience from like working with the people and now being able to debut them. Some of them for the first time on the radio and like that's that's a beautiful thing, especially when you're like I'm from here. Mm -hmm. And now I get to actually showcase like the people I know and the people that I love. It's what I always wanted. I mean, that's that was me right there. That was everything I ever wanted to do. And like there are always moments where I'm always like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, what am I doing this for? Like, I'm doing all this wor selfless work for other people. And like, maybe it's time for me to walk away. And then moments like that and opportunities like that will present themselves. And I'll be like, what the hell is happening in the universe? Like. This is crazy. And then it's just like to be able to discover all the time. Cause it's like, I didn't know a lot of the artists that were submitting their music yeah. every week. I'd be like, yo, this is fire. Like, this is dope. And to be able to just like mix it in with like, cause I was able to play some of the other like national artists, but like music that wasn't being played like during the regular week. Yeah. So yeah. that was just even more filthy where I was like, I get to play the slaps. Yeah. Like, for real and it was just such a good time i'm so grateful for that opportunity uh, i'm grateful as well as a radio listener because i was uh, definitely one of the few that were still listening to the radio like even to this day i still listen to the radio um i think that just touches on the fact of my like huge hardship with uh, uh seattle or local washington um radio stations you know <clears throat> i definitely think uh there's some kind of disconnect between the the black and then BIPOC uh like people that like ignited our music scene like they are our music scene and like why are they not being played on the radio well you gotta uh, think about who lives here like yeah. what's the demographic of people who live yeah. here and like the majority and like what's the big market right like, that was the some that was what I had to be real about I mean like now I'm working at the crock and like I'm booking shows and it's mm -hmm. like Think about the the amount of people who are coming to, like, these shows. Like, yeah. what does our city truly look like? Like, we may think that it's, like, us because we see each other all the time and yeah. we're at the community events mm -hmm. we're at, but we not. Nah. Yeah, we're not, we not pulling <laughs> you know? up as often. It's I sad. yell at more white people than I do uh, constantly just because they're bad drivers. But um, uh, 
No, I, I, I'm constantly yelling at them for doing something. But shout out to KEXP, though, because, you know, they do a really great job and at, like, just supporting local. It doesn't yeah. matter, like, what color you are, what genre you are. There's a space for you on there, and it's not just, like, on the Sunday night between these two hours. Yeah. Um, KEXP does an amazing job at just, like, supporting the Seattle music scene and has always done it. So, you know, just, yeah. That is Fuck true. with them some they did sometimes have. they they play they play the cuts and I think they like let some curse words off sometimes too which is fun so I like that uh, I I know uh, they had Enum Claw up there the other mm-hmm. day and uh, didn't they just do uh, something with Jar recently as well or they did, I think we did like an interview but I mean just even like they play his music con- like they play a lot of the homies musics constantly yeah. on there which is like you just never know yeah. versus like. And I'm not bashing Cube, but when you turn on Cube, you know you're going to hear like Roddy Rich or Doja it's, Cat or something. It's like not that. as local as it needs to be. And I always feel like the only reason I'm very hard on Cube is because like Cube, like in my history of being uh, living here, they've done a lot of cool things. Like they, the Halloween, like. Uh, they were the shit, man. Oh yeah, my like, gosh. The Hall- are the shit. Like, yep. so, yeah, the, ha- the haunted house was filthy. Like everything was. And that's the thing. It's like, it's a different, it's a different Cube now. Yeah. Like. I love the people who host a morning show, but it's like, I think rock, like rock rights on there now, DJ rock, right. But it's like, shout out to strawberry and Lisa. I love you guys. Don't hate me, but they're not from here. Yeah. And it's like, they're hosting our morning show. Like, you know, and, but again, there's just like things that we don't get that radio gets. Like, that's what I was realizing while, when I was there where it's like, I hundred percent, like I feel everything you guys are saying and I feel the same frustrations. Yeah. But then when you get there and you see how things work, you're like, okay, it's like, like you, it, you know, it's, it's like business. trying to fight something that you're not really going to win, you know? Yeah. Well, like, does that, does that lie on the uh, community then um, to actually show up and like, you know, support those avenues uh in the way where you know we can have that real balanced mix between you know supporting our locals as well as like just playing anything we'd like i feel like it just makes more room for people like you guys Mm -hmm. like for you guys to curate the culture like you know like i think a lot of times we always like try to go after like what's the most pop again i said this before like we try to fuck with like what's the biggest and like yeah whatever versus like fucking with these things that are really for the community. Like we're trying Mm. to change something that's not for us. And we're trying to like, we want something from it. That's really, they're not going to give it to us versus like you guys are given exactly what the community wants. So let's put all that energy of like what we want from cube into supporting groovy tapes. I love that. You know, it's, we, we just want what we want, but I think that we need to like kind of, switch the way we mm. do things a yeah. little bit like stop looking at uh stop looking for it in a place that won't yeah like, allow it yeah like, i mean that's why it's like always when it came to supporting the artists it's like i could sit here and support like promote all these big artists but it's like they're already getting support like yeah. they already do their thing and like we have so much dope shit here let's bring that up yeah like, and you know like do something about it <laughs> stop complaining uh, that's really powerful too Uh, i'm glad you said that because i think we had to stop complaining oh yeah you know why why aren't we seeing our favorite artists on a platform um that is talking about them outside of their music yeah and we were like huh (laughs) (laughs) we already talk enough for free we talk to each other Mm -hmm. all damn day Mm -hmm. uh and we can sit here and uh, and conversate hours on end um, but how do we elevate that? Yeah. Um, how do we get it to a point where it's not just reaching us two in this room? It's reaching a million kids in uh, King County, Pierce County. Yeah. You know, anywhere in uh, Washington, and they're able to hear like something that they can resonate with. So, uh, dang, I'm really glad that you said that because, like, yeah, we we had to stop complaining. Like, it was something that we were like, man, what the heck is going on? Like, why why am I going to places and I'm just now finding out that there's this dope-ass country grunge artist that uh, is from the <laughs> South End? Like, well, how did I not know about this? I thought you were going to shout out, bro. You're, you're <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it's just amazing to hear uh, these stories and um, uh, just be around it. Um, do you... Uh, 
I wanted to ask you. Oh, did you want to? I was gonna let one ring off. Okay, we, you can you can let one definitely. Let <laughs> one there was ring a lot off. of game in the, that last uh, conversation we had. And it deserves a round of applause. Uh, we, we love to talk about teams here, and um, I wanted to ask you uh, if you had a team during your process of creating the media. Lots of and, teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any special shout outs or yeah. people that really like helped you form formulate? Oh my god, so many. I mean, obviously, shout out to Harry for like being Harry. He like literally came into Kicks and Tees when I was working there in the South End. It was like, yo, like, let me shoot your interviews. And I was like, who the fuck is this little guy? <laughs> and from there, like, Harry's been my brother. So shout out to him. Um, Ari, I've done a lot of work with. Like, he did all of my anniversary flyers. Um, and then the blow up was like such a big part of everything. So like Carrick, Acacia, Adela, um, God, there's so many. But, you know, everybody with the blow-up team, then the glow-up. <laughs> Shout-out to Mo and Naomi. And then um, more recently, somebody I connected with, she started off as my intern, and now we've just been working together as my girl, Lisa. Um, she doesn't live here anymore, but she does R&B whispers. She's really dope Filipino woman. She's from Alaska, moved to Seattle. We connected, and just, like, she's been down since day one, and... Um, and then I gotta shout out my homies, my homegirls, because man, like back then they were the ones who helped me up. Like they were the ones who were coming to all the interviews with me. Like they were the ones coming to the shows with me, taking all the pictures and like staying out till four o'clock in the morning, kicking it. Like my homegirls are the ones who really held me down because I would have been out here by myself. Who knows what would have happened to me? Yeah. You know, drinking and doing crazy shit. My friends were like there for me all the time. So, shout out to they're definitely a part of the team too. Shout out to the clerk. Yeah. <laughs> to I mean everybody. There's so many people. I'm sure I'm missing some people, but you know, shout out to everybody. Yeah, if you uh, helped Miss Casey Carter during uh, her journey, we appreciate you guys. Yes, all of you. <laughs> um, this is definitely a the place where we celebrate our team. Um, our friends who helped us on the way. It's important to know about them as much as it is uh, to know about the journey. So that's why I asked the question. I have a, you guys are like Seattle drink champs. I w- yes, thank you, <laughs> thank you for that one. Because I we get we get Seattle no jumper all the time, and I'm just like, no, that's like they're negative. There's very salacious. Like there's no, no jumper in the Breakfast Club. I'm like, shout out different. Shout out to like shout out to the like the infrastructure. I like I always take it as like a. I appreciate it because that means you believe that this will be a thing. Like just oh, no, even you, you guys know, are a thing. Uh, I appreciate that. It's yeah. a it's a two year old baby, but uh, we're trying to build her up. Um, but I wanted to ask, but uh, how how was it picking like people to be a part of the team? Because I know like this is like a, there was two versions of this. Like there was a, a original version of like us doing media and things like that. And that was, like, awful. And then it, it evolved to, like, the groovy tapes. And, like, it was very important to, like, set boundaries and just make these sort of, like, all right, if I if you, if we want this, this is the things that it's going to take. So how was it for you, like, choosing those people during, like, like the journey and, like, getting to this point? It's so bad because I just be believing in everybody. And I just be like, you want a shot? Okay. Like, I would do, like, open calls for interns and I would get – people who would message me and a lot of them would not work they would just like come in and have this other idea of what shit was and it was not what it was and they would like bounce after two weeks and I mean I'd be like no hard feelings but I'd be like this fucking week like you wasted my time (laughs) but then I don't know it's really hard for me because I just be trying to give everybody opportunity like you never know but then I think I just started like kind of weeding things out a little like what you said, setting boundaries, like having expectations and like really setting ground rules is what I had to like discipline myself to do. I'm very like hard headed. I don't like nobody telling me what to do. And like, you know, with creative stuff, you kind of are like, I'm just figuring this shit out, like you know, but I had to be like very real with myself and be like, okay, if you're going to like start really rocking with people, they got to like really be carrying the weight that you're, you know, you're bringing. Cause it's like, I always would downplay myself and be like, you're just doing like, you know, this is what I do, but then it's also hard work. And like, if you can't match that, then like, 
what are we doing here? Exactly. And I had to be real with myself and be like, okay, stop trying to just help every single person and put everybody on. Like they also have to do the work too. So it's yeah. balance. It took me a long time too. And I'm still a sucker for trying to help somebody out all the time. I'm so bad. Well, I feel like, uh, I feel like that's part of the, your personality. And I think it's a beautiful part just because like everyone, especially here, uh, needs an opportunity at least once like if they if they don't work out like you you burn the opportunity especially uh miss casey carter is handing out opportunities and you see how long she's been in the game so like don't don't fall don't don't falter after two weeks yeah um but people think they'd be known though it's fun <laughs> to watch like you know like okay let's see what happens exactly <laughs> let me see which other what other ship you're gonna try to hop on that's what it'd be like but you know the the real ones are gonna always just makes you happen. Yeah, um, we were talking before uh, the the camera started and stuff uh, about you ending the podcast. Uh, mm -hmm. Can I ask uh, what? Why did it come to an end? Or what, yeah, what, the glow, my baby, I love the glow up. Um, so the glow up, it just the pandemic happened, and I felt like once that happened. It felt like we were just like on go, like, how are we going to keep this alive? Like, we got to survive and, you know, we got to just make sure we do this every week. And and then it got really, really good because we were able to finally talk with people who weren't in Seattle and like really speak with some incredible CEOs and like real bosses out here doing amazing things across the country yeah. and bring that game back to our listeners who are mainly here in Seattle. Um, but then like shit just like the pandemic didn't stop like yeah. it just kept going and like i don't know like naomi my co-host she ended up getting pregnant yeah. and just like it didn't feel like it was fun anymore yeah it just felt like we were just trying to keep up with this every single week and i'm like I, like we used to do events with the podcast we used to do networking events we used to do all these things and yeah. it was like we can't do any of this stuff anymore we're just like sitting here in the on the microphones every week on zoom and it's it just i don't know the fun like started getting sucked out of it so yeah. i was like okay let's take a break oh and i was getting fucking married i forgot about that congratulations so, thank you so it was like all this stuff was happening and i was just like let's take a break let's be real with ourselves like let's take care of ourselves and stop trying to force this and then we just never came back. <laughs> I was like, okay, I do think it's time because I don't think I'll go back to doing this. Like I, yeah. I think podcast work, like I think this is a great, this is working for you guys. This is awesome. Yeah. I think for when I started it to where I'm at now with the glow up, it's not working. Now, can it evolve into something else? Knowing me probably, yeah. but for right now, I think it's definitely time to like, let it go. There's so much game on those episodes. There's so much like business stuff and so much like I learned so much every week. It was like I was going to church because yeah. I was like, damn, like I feel so inspired now. This is dope. Like, but um, it's just time to, to put it down. And like, we're just all different people now. Yeah. We're such different people. Like we started that four years ago and like it's just so different. Yeah. But I mean, like Naomi, Mo and Keith, that's like family now. I'm, I love them so much. And I just can't wait to see like what happens next for us. But I'm a person who like I need to put a nail in it. Like yeah. with the, the blow up when we did the blow up, like that was a great experience and like doing what we were you know what miss casey carter was doing the reason i started the blow up was because i was like i need to remove my name from like this situation and yeah. like make this like a brand um and then like we were doing it having a good time then like blogs started disintegrating and doing yeah. their things so we're like boom let's let's put a nail on that let's end that officially and now with the glow up it's like let's officially end this and yeah. like start a new chapter i think that's a. Uh I think that's a very healthy and important like step in like growing, just being like knowing that it's like it's okay to end something and without like burning it all down and just mm -hmm. being like, oh man, like fuck everyone. Like this never this was all terrible the four years. It's mm -hmm. I think it's very uh important that you were just like it ran its course. I love like what we did. Well it'll always mean something and it'll always exist. But like let's grow out of it. And uh, I think that's dope. Um because like uh, that's kind of how we got here. It's like we we did something else, it didn't it didn't work, and it was just like all right, let's it just snowballed into the uh, what we exist as the groovy tapes. Don't be afraid to 
like say something is done. I think that was something that a lot of people do with their like creative endeavors is like when something finally runs its course, they don't like end it. And some people, maybe there's no reason not to, I mean, to, to do it, you know, but I feel like so many people ask me, you know, like what's up with the podcast or what's yeah. up with the book? like all this stuff where it's like, if I don't like officially end something, then like, you're just going to keep asking about it. It's going to annoy the fuck out of me. Yeah. So just know that it's gone now. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> No, I loved it. Uh, you were giving me game every week, especially as like someone in the business space. Like, uh, like a few months ago, you posted a podcast. You and uh, two other podcast hosts uh, about running a bit, uh, running a successful podcast, mm-hmm. and that was probably so helpful for, to me because I'm like, we're in a stage where we need to grow and like need like this has to become profitable, and uh, sooner or later, just because like there's a lot of things that I would like to provide in the space and keep going. So those are the moments where I'm just like, I'm glad there is someone also in the scene that I can look to, but also like I can now like I, we can exchange it, it rather email or just like in person and be like, Oh shit, you have all this knowledge cause you've been doing it for four years and you've talked to like business owners, CEO. So there's, there's a level that like, I appreciate like having that, um history and like just that um that back catalog i can go through and just like get game constantly um if you don't watch and you should go back and watch the globe has a ton of episodes that would like fulfill you and grow you as a person just like us here that there'll be a local person or someone uh from a different state that you could just like absorb some energy get some game and just like uh be fulfilled because like it's a beautiful thing just hearing you in that space where it's just like I can uh I can achieve something and it and in uh, and podcasts it's really it's nice to hear people just expand on their their ideas and just something that you may have thought of but like here's somebody who's like now I spent five years doing this like this Mm -hmm. is how it actually works you never know I mean and also too with what you're saying like how I was we, I think we've done like two series of like us teaching people like what to do to run a successful podcast. And I think that's just during the pandemic, that's definitely what I've pivoted towards is trying to help people um, with their creative stuff and help them with the simple things. So like running a podcast, there's obviously I've did it for four years. I know what it takes to like, I know what it takes to mess up and I know what it takes to be successful. And then, um, with the artists, like I've created like templates and stuff like that and creatives because it's like, that was another thing I was running into was a lot. I mean, so for the podcast, it was like, I would have people come on the show and they would like be hell off. Like there would be certain situations where it's like, okay, if they knew how to like not be this way yeah. then like boom they'll they can go on another podcast and shine but then also as a podcast host it's like how do you get like big people on your show how do you get people to not be nervous like those are little things that like we don't think about yeah. where it's like i can literally just like write that down for you and help you out then when it comes to creatives it's like i used to get tons of emails of people who like want me to interview them or come to their show or listen to their music and the list goes on and i used to fucking be a bitch about it and like screenshot it never put their name or anything and be like look at this shit like this is a fucking joke but yeah. then it was like what am i doing here like why am i clowning this person they just don't fucking know yeah. versus like okay let me put together these easy templates where they can follow because clearly they don't have a manager they think they need a manager they're yeah. just starting out like they don't know so i started putting together like all these templates for like simple things that every creative or artist uses. Um, And that's what I've been pushing lately because it's just like, you guys just need this little tiny piece, this right here. And like, cause it was all, it was always an email where it'd be like, this person could be so filthy, but I'm not going to listen to it because it's like your emails fucking annoying. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. You wrote me like your whole life story or you just wrote like, just listen to this. And it was like, how do they think this is okay? Yeah, This is not okay. So that's just where I'm at right now where I'm like all the, all the knowledge I've gained for the past years, I want to be able to pass that along to people so that they can, you know, I'm just providing shortcuts for people. And I think that's uh, really dope. Uh, Just even when you, uh, uh, that specific uh, clip of you just teaching like how do people ask for an interview and just be like send an email you know like do do the research beforehand to know like what you're asking for because essentially like you may get something that you hate you know like because you may it may not be the platform you need to be on 
you may be talking to the wrong people that just aren't either like they're overly interested and like it's not like gonna work or they're under interested and you got to sell yourself to them and now it's just like this weird game so I think you providing that information is like very key and like again I watched it and I was like oh this is very important to me because like we ended up uh, DMing you and then emailing you and just being like okay this is like a formal invite inviting and like a great way to see more uh to seem professional because like at the end of the day you want you want someone to know that it's not just gonna like waste waste their time or and it's not gonna be like uh even though we are really silly like silly and goofy here it's not gonna be like that as regards of like your time and just things of that nature yeah i mean just come correct at first that's all it really be is just like it is not it takes way less words to come correct than it does like people be thinking you need to like really sell yourself at the moment and you just be like nah it's just these like little gems that i have in those templates where yeah. it's like it makes it super super easy to to get what you kind of want exactly um i need a hand clap for all of that real quick <laughs> um and if you're confused at home about what we're talking about, we're talking about media etiquette. Um, a lot of communications people, is the big thing I always say. It's like I'm helping you with your communication. Yes, it's a, and and that's so important because people at home don't have the knowledge, or I won't say that blanket statement, but a lot of me and my peers, we don't know, uh, the, you know like communication skills um, and what it takes to to be a professional within the entertainment or music industry. Um, if you're listening at home, please go check out uh, Casey's templates and, and information about how to present yourself uh, in, in this setting. Um, you don't have to change up your whole lifestyle. I think it's important to stay true to who you are, but definitely um, realize this is a business decision for yourself at the end of the day. And you want to come off as someone who is approachable, someone, you know, is knowledgeable. Um, yeah, go listen to that free game, man. This is, uh, this, this whole episode is definitely full of free game. And, um, I myself have definitely used that template, uh, as an <laughs> artist. Um, I'm, 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 I'm so for real. Uh, it helped me out um with uh how to how to be a podcast host here uh in the groovy tapes it also helped me out as an artist when i'm reaching out for maybe bookings uh features with different artists um it just gives an all-around like um completion to to what you're doing you know uh it's it's important you 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 want to you want to show people that you're serious about what you're doing there we go that's um, what it is yeah and also too we be hella bit like the people you're sending these emails to be hella busy they don't want like we want everything to be like super easy like this is what you want this is who you are boom there's your media kit there's your epk this is what they've been doing all right cool they seem legit let me reply back or let me not. Yeah. Like, it's just make it easy for the person you're trying to get something from. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, I know this episode's been chock full of a whole <laughs> bunch of game. Uh, but before I wrap it up, um, Casey, do you have anything you want to uh, let your peers know or your listeners uh, know what you got going on or even a little slice of more game uh, they would like to hear from you? Really, it's just those templates. Like, that's the biggest thing. And I'm looking to develop a lot more other templates that I know, like, were really helpful that I needed back in the day. Um, but right now, we just got, like, EPK media kit templates. And then we also have email templates that you can basically just, like, customize and copy yourself. And you can request to perform at shows. So you can send them to, like, talent buyers, venues, and stuff like that, promoters, um, interview requests. So, like, if somebody wants to be on the Groovy Tape podcast, they can, you know, use that template right there. Um, and then the other template, what do I have? I forget. Oh, my God. I'm blanking now. Oh, new music submission. Mm. You know, because it's like I've seen hundreds of emails <laughs> of people sending music submissions. And it just be like, I know what ones got me to actually listen to their music. So I took some of that and just put that in there. So nice. I'm just out here trying to help you guys with your communications. It's not that hard. Um, you know, I know not everyone has a manager or something like that. But 
just do the stuff yourself and um you know let 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 us help you with those communications because I've, I've i've been doing this for a long time and i i see what works and what doesn't yeah. so i got you guys come on and that's it <laughs> oh my goodness um before I let us really out, uh, I know you're probably at home wondering why there was no tranquil force up in the air. Uh, it's okay. We're, we're smoking on the finest. We still smoke on the finest. Uh, thank you, tranquil force. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Also, Merry Christmas if you uh, celebrate. Oh, yes, yes. Happy holidays. Um, we're coming up, uh, wrapping the new year. We, we definitely had to end the year off with some motherfucking bangers. Um, so, uh, yes, at this point, um, thank you everyone at home for, uh, tuning in 2021, man. Um, we really appreciate you guys. It's been a long road. Episode 68. Yes. Episode 68. 100 with throwing a party. Yeah. We're throwing an event. Um, we're going crazy. We hope to keep it very groovy within the next uh, year, 2022. Uh, KWJT, you've been grooving with the South. We got Corey. Casey and Koi. Whole lot of C's. <laughs> <laughs>